Welcome back, guys. This is Patrick Imperato from Extend Travel. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about different uh, types of ATM fees last time and then a little bit of traveling before that uh, about kind of understanding what the background of the culture is and whatnot. Uh, but today, we kind of want to give you guys a story about what happens or what can be difficult uh, about traveling uh, super far. So going uh, from the States, maybe over to the Pacific to Southeast Asia, uh, anywhere in like China, Japan, maybe Australia, uh, anywhere kind of in that part of the world. And some of the difficulties that can absolutely come with it. So I had some friends that uh, used to live in Thailand, and they were there for about two or three years, uh, and now they live back here in the States. And so that's a part of their life that I uh, they've talked about a lot, a lot of the culture, a lot of the style that they have in their homes kind of reflects Southeast Asia and, the, and Thailand itself specifically. And so it was always a big topic of conversation for us and kind of understanding what that was like living over there, uh, you know, how you kind of bring back some of the culture uh, to the States and just kind of, you know, uh, bring some of that uh, world uh, back with you. And so it was something that I always wanted to do. I'd never been to Thailand before, and so I always kind of wanted to go. Uh, but some of the difficulties were, right, it's a super far away place. It's a long flight over. Uh, if you're on the East Coast, you probably fly East Coast to West Coast and then West Coast over. Uh, or you have to connect and kind of go through. Um, somewhere maybe in Japan or Hong Kong or something like that, you can get some direct flights, but it's literally uh, from the East Coast of the United States uh, halfway around the planet. So you can almost split it. You can go west, you can go east. It doesn't really matter. Um, we actually ended up doing something kind of fun where we flew east the entire way. So we flew east uh, through Qatar, uh, through Doha specifically, and then Doha over to Bangkok. And then when we flew back, we went Bangkok east again, uh, up through China, China, LA, and then LA back over to uh, the East Coast. Anyways, so I always wanted to go and kind of explore and experience what it was like from somebody that lived in a culture for a couple of years uh, compared to just being a tourist there. I think if you guys ever have any friends or any uh, acquaintances that you meet, that's such a better way to explore and understand what a culture truly is and understand some of the nuances and delicacies of what those cultures are and how they kind of work. Um, and it honestly gives you a little bit richer experience in that culture. Um, but one of the things that I was really worried about is how much time if you know uh, I could get off work if you have a day job or you have a nine to five something like that getting time off to go that distance um, can be something that's a little bit of a daunting task uh, and so I was able to get a about two weeks off, um, which equated to somewhere around 10 days or so, plus or minus a little bit, uh, of actual time in country or time in the uh, in Thailand itself. And so that's something that I, I kind of wanted to talk about today of the difficulties with the time change, the jet lag, and some of the techniques that I used. So I've been over to Japan and Korea before. Uh, and so one of the, the techniques or one of the things that I did beforehand was try and stay up through the night the day before so that I really kind of you know swapped my uh, internal clock to a new time frame or at least something different to kind of like you know jar or stir my body up a little bit to be able to understand that hey some change is coming uh, and here we kind of go and that worked pretty well it worked really well for uh, Korea um, but this time I tried to do that and it didn't really work all that well for Thailand so uh, just a technique that you know maybe you can be aware of that it may work for you it may not it may work on some trips it may not um, but that's something that I have done in the past uh, other uh, techniques that I've used is uh, as you go over there or once you get there um, to kind of plan out your days so that you're not overwhelming yourself uh, we were 10 days in the country uh, and getting over there and really trying to maximize your enjoyment 
Uh, it's a tough, tough balance between you know shoving everything in. You want to see this monument. You want to go maybe to this church or this monastery or do this experience, go on this boat trip, whatever it is. Seeing and you know experiencing that richness is part of the reason you're going. But there has to be a balance between enjoyment and like self understanding of where your body is at based on that uh, jet lag or that time frame. So Thailand compared to the East Coast is uh, a 12 hour swap. So literally 8 a.m. is 8 p.m. and whatnot. Uh, And so that makes it very difficult. Now, going for, uh, some people say going for six or eight hours in a time zone swap can be harder. Uh, This one is just so jarring that, you know, it just completely throws your body for a loop and it, you know, is kind of in a tailspin for a little while. Um, I would kind of agree with that, that I think a little bit of a nudge uh, can be more difficult than the huge swap or a huge change. Uh, But it's something you should be aware of. And so when we were in Thailand, one of the things that my friend that lived there recommended was to, uh, one, obviously not overschedule what we were going to do, but actually plan out naps. Uh, and so starting the day uh, with, or starting the first couple of days, having a nap time, literally scheduled in the day that you, you know, you're going to go back to the house, you're going to go back to the hotel room, uh, and you're planning on laying down and or sleeping. You don't actually have to sleep, but just kind of decompress and let your body kind of relax, uh, catch up, uh, really make a huge difference for this trip. So that's something that I would absolutely recommend for anyone that's traveling uh, for long periods of time or sorry, for a long time change swamp is to really plan your days to make sure that they have naps in them. Uh, And I I would say probably the first three, maybe four days, depending on how well your body deals with it uh, and depending on how deep your circadian rhythm is, which is just kind of your natural body's internal clock, um, to use things like light. So making sure that the activities that you do are outside moving in the light that really helps change your body's uh, internal clock Uh, and so that can really help swap and change so if you can get a restaurant spot that is outside that has a patio or if you can't maybe you can sit near a window or something that has a lot of light be aware of the weather can affect it as well right if it's a very overcast day uh, and there's not a lot of sunshine coming through you're not getting that uv or that sunlight rays that are hitting you um, that can kind of make it a little bit harder to time adjust so just something to be aware of and a couple techniques that i've used uh, effectively and then also uh, ineffectively in the past that you know it's just kind of up to each person's individual body sometimes they'll work for you sometimes they won't sometimes they'll work on one trip and then they want another so having kind of a plethora or a bunch of different techniques to uh, try and experiment really helps. But I would definitely recommend that if you're doing uh, any type of time change over, say, uh, four, maybe five hours, that I would think about that. Uh, I know it's difficult to do, especially especially if you're on a business trip uh, where you're jam-packing things in, where you have meetings after meetings after meetings. That can be very difficult. There are other techniques of using caffeine or sugar or things like that. Um, I would say try to stay away from those. Your body has a natural system built in to be able to swap time zones or to change and so do natural things like movement exercise sunlight uh drinking water staying uh hydrated that type of stuff that you know your body naturally wants needs and uses uh is definitely a healthier way to go so just a couple insights for you guys about kind of my experience traveling over to thailand swapping the time zones uh and kind of exploring how that can affect your body and you know kind of what that means for you so stay tuned we'll be uh doing podcasts all this year uh and it's Patrick Imperato from Extend Travel. Thanks for joining us.